We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, Let's head back out to the phone lines. We welcome in our first guest this morning. And it's our pal Kevin Gorman from uh, Trib Live. Uh, Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning, Josh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so we've been talking about, uh, obviously, the Hall of Fame today, the Pirates Hall of Fame inductions. And, and I, I said, you know, if you're looking at a Pirates Mount Rushmore, and and I hate to put you on the spot here, but um, do, you, do you have, I mean, there's obviously some, I, I think, three names that probably you put up there in a heartbeat without hesitation in Clemente, Stargell, and Hannes Wagner. Uh, after that, I think the fourth is kind of an interesting debate. First of all, do you agree with those three, and who would be your fourth? Yeah, the fourth is a very tough one because I was just listening to the previous caller who was talking. You know, I, I think you know Bill Mazeroski has a special place in everyone's hearts in Pittsburgh right. because of not, not just the home run and, and the great defense, but also I think what it represented in the sense that uh, Pittsburgh hadn't won a world championship in 25 years. And and uh, for actually 35 years, I think it was since 1925, and uh, and so you know it was it was something that the city celebrated, and he just happened to be the hero of that. Uh, but he was also a great player and a Hall of Fame player. Uh, you, you could make the case when when you're talking about this Hall of Fame. Uh, I think you know 16 of the 19 people that are being inducted are Hall of Famers in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, and I think it, I think a dozen of them are Pirates. And so, you know, it, that, that's hard. You're, you're eliminating Hall of Famers. <laughs> and it, it, it's like you said about the position. You know, there's going to be certain guys, certain positions alone in, in right field alone in Pirates history. You know, you have some you have some really great players, and, and Clemente is clearly a cut above the rest. But then you're leaving off some great players just because they happen to play the same position as Clemente. Um you could make an argument for Barry Bonds, who, who I would—I've made the argument that Barry Bonds should be in this Pirates Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Um, you know, for for whatever reason, and I don't think it was just his personality, but perhaps uh, because the Pirates came up short and didn't win a World Series with Barry Bonds when he won two MVPs. Um, I, I feel like you know there there's some animosity from Pittsburghers toward Bonds that 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 team came up short in a way that maybe. They don't feel the same way toward Andrew McCutcheon because he was viewed as such a good guy, and he, he was an inferior player to Bonds, and that's no knock on McCutcheon. <laughs> yeah, almost everyone that's played baseball has been an inferior player to Barry Bonds. So um, I, I don't know that that would be very well received in Pittsburgh. I, I don't. We haven't seen a lot of outrage about Barry Bonds being excluded from this Hall of Fame class. Yeah. So you know that that, make, that makes it a tough one. You know, I mean, I, th- I think if you ask Pittsburghers right now. They'd probably say Andrew McCutcheon before Barry Bonds, even though you know it's, it's kind of absurd when you look at the numbers. But um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know that you can get that one right because I think it would be left up for so much debate. I, I think that would be one that, you know, the, the three that that you, that you mentioned are, are, are clearly three guys, but, you know, you start going back to the Hall of Famers, and you, you could mention a Pie Trainer or an Archie Vaughn. Uh, you know, you could talk about some of the guys that, you know, you could even throw out a Dave Parker, who, you know, I think belongs in the National Baseball Hall of Fame, and I think it's yeah. the one thing you, I, I think the one thing the Pirates really got right is that they, they included Dave Parker in this class. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You mentioned Bonds, Kevin. Uh, is Obviously, the personality is one thing. I mean, he's he's not the first jerk to play baseball and, and get honored, though. Um, is the steroid aspect, potentially, and, and the rumors and allegations and everything that went around his career, kind of post-Pirates, though, that was more with the Giants, I, I realize that, but um, does that maybe affect his legacy in Pittsburgh as well, even though that probably, you know, we don't think was necessarily uh, in play as much as it was in his San Francisco days here, but but does that maybe hold, you know, him, does that maybe, I guess, draw some resentment from the Pirates and Pirate fans maybe about his place in Pirates history because a lot of people think that the guy was a cheater. Well, that that cheating supposedly uh, occurred with the, when he was with the Giants. Right, right. I, I, think the, I think the Pirates got the best of Barry Bonds. And I think, uh, you know, when you look at it, you know, not just the all-star appearances, the MVPs, um, but also, you know, gold gloves, silver sluggers, um, you know, this this is a guy who – like Dave Parker for a span, the span that he's with the Pirates, you know, for for a good four or five year span of that that time, he was the best player in baseball, and uh, and that's how he should be remembered. I mean, I, I was I was in my teenage years when Barry Bonds played here, and and he was our favorite player. You know, it was that that was the guy that was worth the price of admission to go watch, and they had other great players alongside him, like Benia and Bell and and Andy Van Slyke. Um, you know, it wasn't just a one-man show. You know, Doug Drabeck, another. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, his personality rubs some people the wrong way, and I think probably what really, you know, created the, the narrative is they rubbed some people in the media the wrong way. You know, the people who were telling the story of Barry Bonds in a much different media time. You know, when it was new, when newspapers were much more prominent, and uh, when the sportscasters had had much longer sportscasts and had much stronger opinions, uh, and there wasn't so much of it. Um, it, it was, you know, it, it, the, the people that did it were much more prominent that maybe there's a lot of voices being heard now. And so there can be a lot of discourse on it. Um, I, I, I just look at it in terms of, you know, Barry Bonds got blacklisted by baseball. You can say however you want it. Um, and, and so I, I think that's that's the, the, the truth of the matter is that it's not just the Pirates. It's, it's baseball in general has kind of, you know, treated him like a pariah to some degree. And I think that's, you know, that's kind of the result of, you know, what happened. But there's also guys like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and others who also didn't get into the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, And Roger Clemens would be another one I'd throw in there that was in the same, you know, uh, Hall of Fame ballot. But some of them have been embraced by baseball, you know, have had jobs within baseball. And some of the people that overlooked that era, like Bud Selig, uh, or in the Baseball Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I, I've kind of taken the approach that, you know, I'm I'm not turning a blind eye, but I, I kind of feel like that's what baseball did, and they want everyone else to punish these people for them when they didn't, uh, when they didn't punish it when it was going on. Yeah, the interesting thing I, I find about that is, you know, you mentioned some guys have gotten jobs within baseball, et cetera. I mean, every time I turn on TV for a national baseball broadcast, I see Alex Rodriguez. 
And exactly. that guy has been, I think, just should be just as synonymous with cheating and uh, and steroids as Barry Bonds. And for some reason, that guy gets constantly uplifted by the game of baseball, whereas Bonds is like the ultimate villain. And I don't know, is is A-Rod just that nice of a guy that he's able to to get these opportunities and that's all been overlooked? Or was Bonds, I guess, that that big of a jerk maybe that, that he that, that, that's <laughs> I never, I never been the other way? Like. With- I never had any interactions with Barry Bonds, so I can't speak to that. Right. You know, I, I didn't cover the Pirates when he was playing there. I was, you know, I was that was my high school and college years, and uh, and so I was much more just, you know, watching watching from afar. But um, you know, so I, I really can't speak to that. I, I I don't know why certain players, you know, like David David Ortiz is a guy who was under the suspicion of steroids and had his yeah. best years in his thirties, and and if you look at the numbers that he put up as a forty year old in his final major league season, they're absurd. You know, absurd numbers, and and, and yeah. yet, you know, he got in on the first ballot. So it, there, there's no consistency toward it. You know, it, it's and and none of these players were ever. You know, Alex Rodriguez actually had to serve a suspension. A lot of the players we talk about, you know, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Clemens, they 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 have used steroids. There was there was suspicion of steroids, but there was no testing at the time. Right. So they actually weren't breaking the rules, uh, which is the, the crazy part about the whole thing. But um, you know, I, so I kind of blame baseball for that, but um. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those weird things, but I just I just kind of feel like uh, any Hall of Fame class, whether it's the National Baseball Hall of Fame or the Pirates Hall of Fame, when you exclude a Barry Bonds, and uh, you know, you're you're doing yourself a disservice as well. Yeah. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yep, no, I, I, I definitely understand and, and agree with you. Um, all right, let's, let's change course. We're talking with Kevin Gorman from the Trib. Um, the Pirates last night, their 82nd loss of the year that clinches a fourth straight losing season. What did Derek Shelton have to say after that? I mean, look, it it, it was going to come no matter what. I mean, they they weren't going to rally back and and win you know thirty games in a row here to end the season. But um, obviously, it's a dubious mark, a dubious distinction when you lose that eighty second game. And uh, I'm curious what what their opinion was and, and kind of how they view uh, a, a fourth straight losing year and a third straight, obviously under Derek Shelton. Yeah, I mean, Derek Shelton pretty much was dismissive of it, and just you know, I, I think like you said, it, it was inevitable. Um, he he just said we're focused on getting better, and uh, that, that's that's where the problem is. We're not seeing improvement. You know, we're seeing the Pirates kind of careening toward another 100 loss season, and it would be, I think, you know, in his time, the Pirates would finish in last place, um, you know, for the third consecutive season and have, uh, you know one of the worst records in baseball in each of his years. And I don't blame Derek Shelton for all of that. You know, I mean, I, he, I'm sure he, he he shoulders his share of the blame like anyone in his position would. Um, but, you know, clearly this is a team that is in, in rebuild mode. And you could even make an argument that they're a team that's in tank mode and, and that they're trying to, you know, rebuild from within and, and boost the farm system and that they're doing so at the expense of the major league product, which I think is unfair to fans because, they're being charged major league prices. And so they have every reason and every right to gripe over the product that they see on the field. I also see it from the perspective of the Pirates 
who are saying that we're, we're doing things a certain way. And they don't necessarily always explain the way, but they're saying we have a plan and, and we're executing the plan. And I, I really do believe that you know, from the very beginning, Ben Charrington has been forthright that the plan was to draft and develop and, and, uh, and do international signings and try to build from within. And then when the time comes, which should be in the next year or two, is to start supplementing those players uh, with some, you know, some bona fide proven major leaguers that can help uh, whatever positions are in need. And right now I look at this team and say there's a lot of needs. Uh, there, there's a lot of unproven players that are getting everyday playing time, and they're showing that they belong in the majors maybe, but maybe not necessarily in the starting lineup. So I'm looking at this and saying the Pirates right now are in need of a catcher, a first baseman. Uh, they're in need of a, another starting pitcher. Uh, I, would, I would like to see another left-handed pitcher in the rotation, given that they don't have one, and perhaps a corner outfielder. Uh, but, you know, th- those are just touching on some of the needs. I, I really look at – you know, I'm looking at it last night and this morning at the Blue Jays, and it's just that I think it was 2018 they were a 95 loss team, and now here they are in the thick of uh, of the wild card race in the AL East. Yeah, and in the American League, and they're in the thick of the race in the AL East. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, you know, a lot of that was drafting and development. They they got some great international signings. They they drafted some players and developed them through their system, which Ben Charrington was part of, uh, and then. They went out and signed guys like George Springer and Kevin Gossman, and 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 they've you know they've got some 100 million dollar contracts under their belt, which is something the Pirates have yet to do. And so it'll be interesting to see if Bob Nutting is willing to make that commitment when the time comes, as promised, because they've said when the time comes, when they feel like this team is competitive, they're willing to make the financial commitment. We've never seen that from him. And so, like I said, I think Pirates fans. I think they go over the top in some of their criticism because they just start to pit, you know, pick on every minute detail. But I think the criticism of Bob Nutting and the way he's run the organization in terms of spending on salary payroll is uh, is valid. I just think that the problem with it is so many people focus on the payroll, and there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of examples of teams that have spent tons of money on payroll and haven't won. Right. So there is a right way to do these things. You can't just go out and buy a winner. And you have to create that. You have to cultivate that from within. And I think the Pirates are trying to do that. But, you know, it's it, there's there's also the very fine line of winning breeds winning and losing breeds losing. And at some point you have to bring winners in or develop them somehow. And, and so that, that requires some patience and it requires some, uh, you know, it, it requires some, some smart moves. And, and, and to, you know, you have to minimize your mistakes when you're doing that. So, um, I look at it this way, Josh. I, I knew what I was getting into covering this team. I, I, I predicted, I believe I predicted 63 and 99. You know, so I predicted a two-game improvement from last year. And right now, I think they're on pace somewhere around 61, 62 wins. But um, you know, this this is this is what I signed up for. This is what I expected. <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I don't look at the team maybe uh, as much of the roller coaster ride as some fans are on. Although it is, you know, it is tough to watch a team lose. Uh, you know, two out of every three games. Yeah. Last thing for you, Kevin. Um, you mentioned Derek Shelton, and I agree with you. You cannot, you cannot put the wins and losses squarely on his shoulders. There have been times where I've been critical of decisions that he's made in games and things like that. But as far as the overall win loss record for this team, I mean, that has not been affected. I don't think all that greatly necessarily by Derek Shelton one way or the other right now because he's dealing with, you know, as we talked about, a team that just doesn't have 
a lot of talent on it and that is void in a number of spots right now uh, of big league play. Uh, my question is, uh, he obviously, you, you know, going into the last year of his contract next year, um, does he enter next season on a hot seat at all? I mean, if this team gets off, if they're in May, June, something like that, and they're really struggling once again, do the Pirates maybe act on that throughout the course of next year? What's your opinion on that? Is is that potentially in play, or are the Pirates maybe more long-term committed to Derek Shelton uh, beyond even that last year left on his deal? Yeah, everything I'm – for one, I don't know that next year is the last year on, on his deal because who I, I really don't know the, the particulars of his contract. But um, because there, there's a possibility that because of that 2020 season being shortened, right? You know, there there could have been a roll, there could have been a rollover clause or something to that effect. Uh, he he is he comes across as very secure in his job, as he said, you know, on the radio and in in uh, interviews with us. Um, and the Pirates have not discussed. You know, Ben Charrington gave him a vote of confidence uh, last month. The Pirates have not given any indication that they're dissatisfied with Shelton's managerial abilities, um, but. If if he's like any other major league manager, he should be on the hot seat if the Pirates don't make improvements. I mean, you can look at the, the Philadelphia Phillies as a team that once they fired their manager, a proven manager, uh, Joe Girardi, once they fired him, they turned their season around. Sometimes it's just a matter of having a new voice. Uh, but I, I really truly believe the Pirates hired Derek Shelton because of his experience in the developmental side, and that's still very much in play right now. The Pirates' best prospects for the top five, uh, five top 100 players. They have five guys that are top 100 players, according to Baseball American. Four of them are in double A. So, I mean, help is on yeah. the way. And and, and, and if the, you look at the Baltimore Orioles, who have brought up Adley Rushman and now Gunnar Henderson, and they've got another guy, Grayson Rodriguez, who's a top five prospect, their, their help is coming up. And, and this is a team that is not now competitive after, you know, I think three and four years they lost 100-plus games. Um, you know, you, you can look at that and say you, you just need to be patient, and I think that's the problem is the Pirates fans long, ran out of patience long before <laughs> the arrival of Derek Shelton, let alone during his tenure. Uh, but, but the other part of this is there's only so much patience you can have when we're talking about prospects. Prospects are not guaranteed to come up and be, first of all, major leaguers, and then on top of that, good major leaguers, even great major leaguers. So there's a lot of hope involved in this, and hope's not really a strategy. Hope is crossing your fingers and, and hoping it works out. But uh, that, that's where you need to see the commitment on the other side of things from, from Bob Nutting and, uh, and Ben Sherrington, who seems like he has a plan. But, um, you know, that, that's, that's a plan that has to be revealed in terms of the on-field product getting better next season. And I think some of that is on Derek Shelton. So to kind of answer your question in a, in a circuitous fashion, uh, I, I do think he needs to show improvement next season. To, to show that this is a guy that that's the, that should be the guy leading your team in the right direction if it's going to happen. Absolutely. Kevin, as always, really appreciate you hopping on. Great Pirates uh, insight from you, uh, as always, and uh, appreciate it. Enjoy what should be a very fun day uh, at PNC Park with the Hall of Fame class, and look forward to reading your reporting, and we'll talk again soon. Josh, just one last thing. Dick yep. Groten, uh, Dick Groten, Roy Face should be in this class. That's that's my thing. We, we didn't get to talk about that, but yeah, I think leaving out, out a couple guys that are Pirates legends that are, uh, you know, in their nineties. I, I think that was the one thing that the Pirates should have got should have got done. And I, I, I wish I hope that I hope they see live to see the next class. That's yep. my my hope is that next year next year we get to see these guys get in. Yep, absolutely. I would agree with that. Thank you, Kevin. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.